The Start On Demand. On demand. Over half of Manitoba teachers say they are considering retiring or leaving the profession. Does that concern you? There's a new website in Winnipeg that catalogs restaurants that offer their own delivery service, eliminating the need for those third-party delivery fees. And the city has postponed the Winter Leisure Guide through January. That got us thinking about our favorite lessons or least favorite lessons from when we were a kid. Like swimming lessons. I never got my green badge. I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb, who's back from vacation next week. We are Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. And this is the Thursday, November 26th podcast for The Start. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is back on Monday. So we learned yesterday, City of Winnipeg reopening limited library services and postponing the Winter Leisure Guide until or through January uh, at least. So that got us thinking about the lessons that we took when we were kids. Or maybe, you know, Greg, as you pointed out there, it's not just stuff for kids, right? No, they have dancing, square dancing, aerobics, yoga, all sorts of different stuff for adult Zumba classes, uh, stuff that promote activity and social interaction. Yeah, the Leisure Guide, uh, you can say what you want about the city of Winnipeg. They uh, do a pretty good job, in my opinion, of providing uh, recreational and socialization options uh, for its citizens. And that's, of course, in, in the best of times. So we wanted to know about the lessons you took when you were a kid or maybe as an adult, the ones you liked or maybe the ones you didn't like. Jeff Braun, did you take any uh, lessons? For, for me, it was piano lessons was the, the one I had the most trouble with. I didn't really like it either, I don't think, so that probably didn't help anything. But I got stuck on what they called uh, grade two for about three years. You're supposed to probably fly through a couple of grades a year. Uh, I just couldn't get past that. I didn't much care about it. And the piano teacher finally told my parents, you know, you guys are just wasting your money sending him over here every week. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the end of that. Uh, And of course, now I regret it. They always say you'll regret it when you quit piano lessons. And uh, sure enough, nothing I'd love more than be able to play piano properly. You just need to get trapped in Groundhog Day. Yeah, that's no kidding. Catch catch up on all sorts of life lessons in that one. <laughs> Kelly Moore, what about you? Well, I don't remember taking lessons uh, as a kid at all, but I do remember uh, when we uh, had a chocolate lab back in the late 90s, and we took her to uh, dog obedience class. It was over in the St. James area. And I'll never forget, we're, we're there one night, and all of a sudden we see this other chocolate lab puppy, and in talking with the owners, we found out, yeah, they were puppies from the same litter. So <laughs> that was kind of cool. That's neat. That is neat. Look at that. Yeah. For- yeah. Uh, she, she was a lot smaller than her brother, though. So thank goodness, because <laughs> if anybody has owned a chocolate lab, you will know they are a handful. Oh, labs are so much fun, but they are indeed yeah. uh, a handful for sure. Uh, Forte, what about you? I enjoyed taking drum lessons, that's for sure. I started when I was 10, but it was also the, the teachers I had. Uh, one of my favorite teachers, Kyle. Awesome guy. Uh, but uh, some lessons, like I took swimming lessons. I was... 
fairly good at it, but uh, you know when you had to do like four laps like back and forth, it just I was dead. I was dead after. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah. It was like I'm, so long. It's so like what is it? Four hundred meters or something like that. It's just four hundred meters. Yeah, something like that. It's like for one lap. No, no, for like doing oh, multiple doing laps. Lengths, doing yeah. the lengths? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's like 400 meters or something like that. It was oh. intense. I think it's only 25 meters for each lap. So you, what did you have to do? Just like front crawl, then well, back crawl, and then... But how many laps oh. did you have to do if you're doing 400 like meters? four or eight, something 12, like that. 12, I guess. Yeah. You'd have to do about 12, I think. Yeah, yeah that's depending a lot. On the size Poor of the pool, Jeff. Yeah. So either it was a lot, it was too much swimming for you is the bottom line. Yeah, well, actually, I, I got pretty far. You had to go dive into the deep end and grab a, the 10-pound brick or whatever it was and yeah. uh, hold that over your head while you swim back up. It was kind of fun, but, you know, it was, just, it was a lot of work. So <laughs> the lesson for you is you got to stay close to shore if you're going out on that sweet, sweet ocean. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> sweet, sweet ocean. Uh, G-Mac, yeah. what about you? Well, I took, I was in, uh, do you guys remember Beavers? Oh, That's yeah. That's like the beginning yep. of the, the Boy Scouts uh, uh, ladder, so to speak. Loved it. Dib, 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 dub, 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 whatever the little saying was. <laughs> Make the little uh, beaver teeth. And then I went to Cubs. Uh, got promoted up to Cubs. I went exactly once to Cubs. <laughs> and it's one of my big regrets in life. My mom and dad bought me the whole, the gray shirt, the uniform, and the green hat with the white piping, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, I went one time because it conflicted with Kelly Moore, hockey. It was and on you the called yourself night. a Cub fan. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. Got you yeah. there. Mm, he did get me there. So, yes, I regret not uh, participating more in Cubs. What about you, Brett? I the, have, remember swimming lessons. I could never get my green badge. I would go to the, uh, the Kinsman Pool, as we called it, on Kildare at Wabasha, and... I just couldn't get my green badge. I tried three times in this class to get it, and three times I, you know, we go through the whole a few weeks so long of lessons, and I failed every time. You know, they they leave your little report card and you're in the, the locker or whatever, and you open it up to see if the badge is there, and it wasn't there. And it was this stupid whip kick, I think it was called. I don't even know why. Like what? I can't remember the practical scenario in which you would ever use it. Like if you're trying to save your own life, just swim out. However, you can swim. I guess it was in case you were using it to save somebody else. But I couldn't quite nail the leg movement. I think my you're supposed to keep your knees together. That's what helps you drive the whip movement. I don't know. It was a stupid swimming technique. I hated it, and I hated swimming lessons as a result, so I never went back, and that was that. So Last time I swam, I swear I was going to die. <laughs> really? Oh, I was just like, I'm so out of shape now. It was, it was terrible. I think uh, most of us should just stick to the shore, just. Stick to the yeah. sand, boys. Shall Just end. think, Brett, if they had introduced the Brett smash as a discipline for the green badge, you'd have had a locker full of them. <laughs> I'd have my gold medallion in that for sure. Hey, Greg, we were talking about lessons that we took as kids. I only discussed the swimming portion and how I couldn't get my green badge, but I also one year took Taekwondo at Oxford Heights Community Club. And I remember my mom calling me and saying, Hey, I signed you up for Taekwondo. And I said, what? I don't want to take Taekwondo, but I took Taekwondo and I quite enjoyed it actually. But then when we got to the end where we had to do our test and we had to have a sparring match, I got wasted in the sparring match and I didn't get my yellow belt. I only got the yellow stripe. So I quit. Well, counselor Kevin Klein 
texted us, or texted me in, in particular, and he, uh, he says, FYI, I have a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo and would be happy to teach you, Grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have uh, two pint-sized geese somewhere in my house uh, that are the result of my boys taking exactly eight Taekwondo lessons once upon a time. So uh, I don't know if they'll fit you, but you're welcome to them. And we maybe had- sew them together and then we can make one gi out of the two little ones for you, <laughs> McGarry. He also adds, well, since you watched the entire Cobra Kai series, I could give you an honorary brown belt. Ooh. But co- here's the thing. Cobra Kai is karate. It's not Taekwondo. Well, so. well that's okay. Mixed martial arts. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so keep your text coming, by the way, on the lessons that you took as a kid, and we'll give away that Santa Lucia pizza gift card just after nine fifteen, twenty dollars worth. And we're finding our next total flooring makeover qualifier in our next segment, so be ready to call 204-780-6868. Some eye-opening numbers from teachers who gathered virtually Tuesday night to discuss the state of affairs in Manitoba schools. More than half of teachers said they had seriously considered retiring or changing professions because of the stresses and challenges of working in Manitoba's COVID-19 environment. The Manitoba Teachers Society held a phone, a telephone town hall as an opportunity to share experiences and concerns about how this dramatically altered school year is going. According to the MTS, at its peak, 2,175 teachers were listening to the town hall by phone, while another 1,687 Teachers were tuned in to the streaming audio online. According to MTS President James Bedford, there are about 15,000 teachers in our province. Bedford joined Julie Buckingham and Richard Cloutier last evening on the news. That was a bit of an extraordinary number. Um, I, I think we we're all a little surprised uh, to hear that you know, over half of our members are seriously considering retirement or leaving the profession because that would be absolutely devastating uh, to the teaching profession in the province of Manitoba. That being said, though, when you have a deeper understanding of what those members are saying about their working conditions, uh, about their saying about reaching the breaking point, then that 52% number becomes far more understandable. Now, Bedford says the society is advocating for many member issues and recognizes the incredible stresses that teachers face. It's about what I would describe as, as all the complicating factors that are, uh, that are being imposed upon teachers uh, in this year's teaching environment. It's about having to teach students who are in your classroom but also teach students remotely and do it at the same time, which which simply isn't possible. It's like texting and driving. So you teach the students that are in your class during the school day, and then at the end of the school day, you start teaching the students uh, who are learning remotely but are still, you know, your responsibility. Um, we have members whose classes are split among two or three different physical rooms So they have to teach lessons over and over again, running between each classroom to each group of students. So you're teaching, you're obviously keeping students safe, and and it is incredible the degree to which our our members are keeping students safe uh, through face mask use, through physical distancing, through hand washing, through literally cleaning their own classrooms in some situations. But then I'll layer that on top of the fact that they're running a marathon during the school day. Um, it, it's, it's extraordinary that many of them have made it this far. 
and something needs to be done to to alleviate uh, these conditions. When asked about their single biggest concern as a teacher today, town hall participants were split between workload, that was 35%, said that was their largest concern, and mental health, 33%. Physical health and COVID protocols rounded out the list of the four largest concerns, Brett. Finally, Bedford was asked, what is the goal here? Our real hope is that, that you know, we see some, some immediate action that starts taking some of the pressure off some of these workload issues that we're experiencing. There are many parents who are appreciating teachers more now than ever and the work they do with our kids. Some others will inevitably have something negative to say. We welcome your comments either way, whichever side you come down on this. How are your kids doing in this unusual school year? Are you surprised some teachers might be considering a career change or retirement? Are you a teacher? We would love to hear from you. We know you have limitations on what you can say and how you can say it, but feel free to text us, 204-780-6868. Yeah, this is, this is concerning, uh, but I, I, I feel for them. I certainly can't relate because I have no idea of the challenges that they're facing right now, um, but to imagine that the job stress has gotten to the point where you just want out. That is, is something I can relate to because I remember uh, even a couple of years ago, uh, there was a moment here where I just wanted to throw my hands up and quit. Uh, I love this job. I wouldn't. I the, the 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 fact that I was pushed to the brink is something that I can relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully they can find a way to to figure out how to, you know, survive this stress. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, beyond a, a lot of our. Uh, if you're not a teacher, if you don't have one in your circle, uh, and I do, and I still uh, can't comprehend and I still can't wrap my head around the the things that teachers are being asked to do, the things that they do do regularly without making noise about it, uh, astonish me. Teachers are some of my favorite uh, people on the planet. So uh, we would love to hear from you. As I said, 780-6868. Are you a teacher? Are you one of the 52% or are you one of the 48% who uh, wants to stick it out here? Small town salute brought to you by South Beach Casino and Resort. Just 30 minutes north on Highway 59. Visit southbeachcasino.ca for updates. Today we are bending the rules a bit. We are going 200 kilometers outside the perimeter to the city of Brandon. Uh, Apologies for the breach of protocol here, Brett. But this story is one which needs to be shared, in my opinion. You can tell me at the end of the segment if it was a worthwhile endeavor. We know that many Manitobans have their roots in western Manitoba or live there now, Brandon being the second largest city in our province. Tom Wenham is from Weber Printing. He's joining us this morning to tell us about their efforts to promote the incredible art from a Brandon resident. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Thanks for having me on, guys. Well, it's great to talk to you again, Tom. It's been a while, but please tell us about Waiming Zhao's art. It's, uh, It's absolutely beautiful. What kind of picture can you paint for us? Well... Weiming has uh, arrived in Brandon about 30 years ago from Altay, Northwest China, and just absolutely fell in love with the city. And in 2003, he actually decided to start a painting a day. And for 17 years, um, he's faithfully braved the rain and the snow and the Manitoba cold. And uh, it's culminated 
in over 6,000 pieces of work in 26 different solo ex, uh, exhibitions. And a lot of people we've seen on Facebook have said, um, you know, we'd really, really like to see how we can get a hold of his, his, his paintings. And um, while they are all on for sale, some of them are maybe out of the reach of, uh, of, of some people being able to afford it. But people have said, why don't we, why don't you do up a calendar or a, a coffee table book or, or could we get limited editions print? So a couple of months ago, Weber Printing approached him and uh, we formed a long-term partnership where we're going to be able to produce calendars, um, which we've done now, limited edition prints, as well as working to promote his talents because Wayman also does go out and, uh, and do commission work for, uh, for people as well. And so this, uh, this uh, is uh, basically a collection of 13 of, of his favorite um, historic sites in Brandon, the old fire hall and, uh, and different things like that. And then a portion of all of the sales this year because the United Way does such a wonderful job in Brandon, um, and they've taken on the, the Christmas hampers. A portion of each calendar sale will be going to uh, to help them as well. Six thousand paintings. How do you narrow it down to thirteen for a calendar? <laughs> it's just amazing. You should. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been to his house a couple of times, and uh, uh, needless to say, he uh, he's got some wall art, but he's also got uh, art in his basement, in his bedrooms, in his spare rooms, uh, and they're just absolutely amazing. They're breathtaking, and. Uh, uh, he's, he's, his paintings have gone basically all across North America. Um, our, our orders have been flowing in here just like crazy. And uh, um, we're shipping paintings to North Carolina, to Shanghai, to Australia, to Germany. It's just, it's just taken off like you wouldn't believe, and they only started uh, selling them two, two days ago. Tom, uh, one of my favorite uh, painters of all time uh, is Romans Wiederic, uh, the now late Romans Wiederic. And I loved his paintings, not only his style, but because he painted things around Winnipeg. And it just there's just that indelible connection to his paintings. And I'm looking at, uh, I've been looking at Wei Ming's uh, paintings for a few days now and uh, spending four years of my life in Brandon. Boy, oh boy, he really captures the essence. If not exactly, you really get a sense of exactly where he's painting and you're almost there yourself looking at it. Oh, for sure. And, you know, um, his, his style, which is plein air oil paintings, um, I asked him the other day because I was kind of a little unfamiliar with what it was, but he said basically what plein air is, is it's a, it's a start-to-finish landscape uh, piece of work that is usually done in a short period of time, you know, one to two hours. And it started at the, at the site and finished at the site, and there's no touch-ups or anything after that. And the work that he does, I mean, there's so many people that say, oh, I saw him on the First Street Bridge painting, or I saw him, you know, next to the water tower, or by the old dome building at, uh, at the, uh, the Keystone Center. And he's just so well known. And uh, the interesting thing is he, he, he originally said, do you think people would want to buy my calendars? And uh, I think what we've seen so far in the last couple of days is pretty evident that his work is appreciated and loved all across North America. Has there ever been any talk of making sure that his work is not lost to time, like that it's somehow preserved and maybe uh, in a museum or something? Well, he's. Uh, I think we're trying to uh, try to see one of the things he's. Uh, we've talked about at uh, at Weber is uh, um, he's a very humble person and. Uh, um, we've, uh, we're helping him to promote some of these things, to get his work out there, to, uh, to sell more works, but also to, uh, to maybe have some showings and things like that. And, uh, and eventually maybe get a gallery set up because, uh, everyone needs to see this stuff. It's just absolutely gorgeous. 
Tom, what an incredible initiative. What a great way to come together, bring the community together to uh, celebrate uh, Weiming's incredible art. How can we get our hands on one of these calendars? Have you got any left? And can you ship them uh, to Winnipeg, to Thompson, anywhere? We can. Well, we're shipping them to um, Shanghai, China, so uh, we can ship them to Winnipeg or Thompson. Um, I should say our, um, we're just in the midst of polishing up our website right now, so our website is currently under construction. But uh, because of COVID and uh, the online shopping and everything, what we're do- simply doing is asking people to call Weber Printing at 204-728-1302. Uh, we can take your payment over the phone. Uh, the cost is $20 plus tax, so it works out to $22.40. And then we can arrange for curbside pickup, or there is an additional charge if uh, you do want the calendar shipped. And the calendar is an 11 by 17, so it's, uh, it's a nice big piece of wall hanging. And people have said, well, after we're going to take the coil binding out of them, and we're going to hang the pictures on our wall. So you get some 13 prints of Wavings as well. Tom Wenham from Weber Printing joining us live on 680 CJOB. Thank you so much for bringing this, this story. This is just incredible. Thank you very much for having me. And once again, if you purchase this calendar of Weiming Zhao's art, $1 from the sale of each calendar will be collected for the local Brandon United Way. Coming up next on 680 CJOB, if you're like me, you like takeout, but those third-party fees start to add up. Well, a couple of Winnipeggers have said enough is enough. We're going to harvest a catalog and make it easier for you to find spots that do their own delivery. Mackling and McGarry, McNabb is back on Monday. As you know, Greg, I eat uh, a lot of takeout. I'm familiar. <laughs> Even before March, I ate a fair amount of it. And if you follow me on Instagram at Brett McGarry, you'll see like three, four times a week in my story, whatever I takeout I'm eating. I ate a fair amount of takeout before March. But now, this year, it's, uh, it is a lot. And it's for two reasons. One, I want to support our restaurants. And two... I'm lazy. I mean, hey, when I'm at work, I work hard, but at home, I am lazy. And because I'm lazy, more often than not, I will get that food delivered. And the third-party apps are great for that. I mean, they allow you to pretty much order from anywhere. There's so much variety. But sometimes those extra fees, they add up, and they add up quick. Well, it turns out, and I had no idea about this, there are a lot more restaurants that offer their own delivery than I realized. And a Winnipeg wife and husband team have stepped up to catalog those restaurants to make it easier for you to order direct from those restaurants. The service is called Let's Order Delivery. And Danielle Northam is the one who spearheaded this, and she joins us now live on The Start. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning. Thanks for taking some time with us, and thanks for doing what you did. Tell us how does Let's Order Delivery Winnipeg work? Uh, So right now we've got everything broken down by different neighborhoods. Uh, So we picked the neighborhoods that the restaurants are in uh, with the idea that those are the ones most likely to deliver to you. Um, And so it's kind of up to the user at that point. They can go in, they can check out our citywide selection, uh, they can check out their neighborhood or the neighborhoods closest to them and just scroll through and find uh, links to their own, uh, the, the restaurant's own delivery services that they offer. So the, the website is letsorder.delivery, and I'm just looking at the, the list is, is lengthy here. So all of these restaurants that are featured on this website do their own delivery? 
Yep, all of them have their own delivery staff. Uh, a lot of them have their own delivery portals that are pretty uh, nice, easy-to-use portals. Uh, some of them just go through phone and email, but the, the main criteria that we look for is that they hire their own delivery staff. So take us back to the, the genesis of this idea, and uh, what prompted you to do it? Uh, so it kind of kicked off when Code Red uh, started, and I, I was noticing just through Instagram, a lot of the restaurants that I follow were mentioning, hey, we have our own delivery service. If you could contact us this way to place your order, that would be amazing to save us You know that extra. I think it's anywhere between 15 to 30% per sale. And so for myself, I just started saving them in the hopes that, okay, I can remember this when I go to order food. Um, but it wasn't as easy to do as I hoped, so I made it a list and shared that list, uh, assuming that a few other people might find it interesting uh, to find out that a lot of people found it um, uh, something that would be helpful to them. It, uh, it turned out after this that a lot of people had been actively seeking out this information even before COVID. And are you adding to the list? Like, is this a list that'll, that'll, that will evolve as time goes by? Yeah, since we've gone live, we've added probably another 15 restaurants. Um, every day we keep getting more. Uh, a few different chains we're looking to get added as well that offer their own in-house delivery service. Um, and we've got plans just for updating the site as we go to make it even easier to navigate. Are you making any money on this? Sorry to ask that question. No, that's totally fair. Uh, we are not making any money off of this. This has been the result of about probably a collective of 100 working hours between seven different individuals. Uh, wow. There's no ads on the site. There's um, you know, no money being received. So this is essentially a gift to these restaurants of Winnipeg who are trying to make as much money as they can in these most difficult times. Yeah, I would uh, I would consider it that. It's, uh, everyone who's helped with this has been trying to find a way to help out um, in some form. And everyone involved is, they wanted to be able to find a way to use their skills. And this was the perfect opportunity for it. Um, between, we have a designer, Grant Geard, uh, developer, Ryan Newford, China Hill made our logo, logo uh, Merit Temptation, who runs the Winnipeg Locals account, um, she's been handling our Instagram, social media presence, and then myself and Rob, um, just using our, our skills and trying to coordinate this and get the data together. What's the response been from restaurants? Really positive. Uh, we've gotten a lot of feedback from restaurants saying that they think this will be helpful. They really appreciate the visibility, um, and, you know, that they'll be promoting it themselves just to get word out to help other restaurants, which is really nice to see. As well, uh, if any restaurant listening or someone listening to this wants to see their favorite restaurant get added to this, can they just contact you through your social media? Yeah, they can contact us through our social media, which is Let's Order Delivery WPG. Or if they go to our website, at the bottom of the page, there's an email that they can send I love this. This is an incredible initiative. What a fantastic way to help out, Danielle. And uh, kudos to you and uh, everyone in your group for doing this. Yeah, thank you for having us on today just to get the word out. Every bit helps.
All right, Danielle Northam, she spearheaded Let's Order Delivery Winnipeg. Again, that website, letsorder.delivery. And there are, for example, there's one, uh, there's a restaurant that's in your neck of the woods, Greg Ray's Bistro and Lounge. Mm-hmm. That's in my hood, you bet. Didn't know they did their own delivery. There's, And uh, in terms of one that's close to me, I, don't, I, I can't believe I haven't ordered from here yet. Uh, 529 Wellington. Okay. And, you know, I think a lot of people, when they hear that, they think, whoa, 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 that's like super expensive. But that's where we typically go for our Christmas lunch, right? That's right. And their lunch menu is super reasonable. It's very reasonable. And, and, and I mean, the surroundings, you can't talk, but you can't go there right now. So what would be the next best thing? Yeah. So I, I there, it's like a stone's throw from where I live. So I'll have to check that out. And it's also a good reminder too, like, Pizza places, Santa Lucia. Whenever I call, whenever I get pizza from Santa Lucia, I just call them. I don't order it through another app. I just call them and say, hey, "Can I order a pizza delivery?" Yep, no problem. They send their own delivery person. But this is great. There's some great ideas on this site. Let's order dot delivery, and uh, she makes a good point, right? It's your, it's you're saving yourself some money for the third party, but you're also saving the restaurant some sure, money because they're swallowing that. In a lot of cases, they're swallowing uh, that difference. Of- of, uh, of pricing. Question of the day at cjob.com is brought to you by Credit Aid, helping Manitobans get out of debt since 1992. Visit creditaid.ca, call 204-987-6890. How confident are you in the Winnipeg Police Service? And at cjob.com, we've got just under 44% say mostly confident, 42% say completely confident, 8% not confident at all, 7% I could use more confidence. Cast your vote at cjob.com. Now, we do want to continue the conversation on teachers and inevitably, whenever we talk about teachers and the challenges they're facing and the stress they are experiencing, Greg, we get a text like this one from Dave, who says, again, we are talking about the teachers being stressed. I haven't heard one comment about corrections officers, daycare, nurses being exhausted. I'm a little frustrated. I mean, look, I understand teachers are frustrated, but they also had June, July, and August off to enjoy the lake life and corrections, nurses, police, etc. didn't get that break and haven't had that break since March. So, Greg, uh, I mean, Dave, you know, it represents the feelings of a lot of people out yep. there. So I think it's worth asking the question, why is it important that we focus on our teachers from time to time? Well, first of all, let's say it's no more important than those other people that Dave listed in his text message. And if we've failed to celebrate the individuals doing those jobs that Dave outlined, uh, the, the people in corrections, the frontline workers in healthcare, in uh, policing, in, in fire and paramedics, um, I apologize. I don't think we have, but if we've failed in that, uh, let's correct it right now because those are our superheroes. But for teachers, there's one element I think that for those that have kids in school is outlined and highlighted quite well. I read this text earlier, Brett, but I, I think this is the thing that ties it all together. We need to support our teachers. If they feel that in-class and remote teaching is driving and is like driving and texting, that's what parents are doing, working full-time from home and trying to facilitate remote learning to their kids at the same time. During springtime shutdown, almost every parent I spoke to completely bailed on school before the end of the school year. If they enforce at-home learning 
our children simply won't get educated. Keeping kids in school is best for kids, so we need to keep our teachers happy and healthy. We need to help them, and I think that's the point. We know that our kids, a lot of our kids don't do super well in a remote learning situation. I'm fortunate. One of my kids does great in it. Another one does absolutely terrible in it. So uh, from a selfish point of view and as a parent, I want the teachers working, but I also want them happy and healthy because otherwise it's not a suitable environment for anybody. We don't want uh, teachers breaking down. We don't want them quitting en masse. We don't want them retiring en masse uh, because societally, I think we all agree the best place for our kids are, are in school and it has that detrimental effect on our kids. A, if they're not happy teachers, I'm speaking of now and B, if it gets to the point where our kids have to be at home, good luck juggling all that. It's damn near impossible. And I think that's the acknowledgement a lot of parents are making in their respect for what teachers are going through right now. I hope that helps a little bit. For sure. And another text from a teacher who says, I'm retiring. Why are we at school? Provinces and giving full disclosure. We just feel like a number and expendable. And this listener has been teaching for 13 years, goes on to say stress was too much. Uh, I, I had wanted to work at least another year, but uh, just can't do it. Yeah. And uh, and here's an anonymous uh, email I received uh, just during our sports and news ba- break, Brett. Hi, Greg. Listening to your conversations this morning surrounding teachers, I wanted to share my experience working as an educational assistant. I work in a classroom with about 10 students, each having their own support. It's a one-to-one ratio. Due to the needs of the students, our students can't wear a mask and have conditions in which we are required to assist with toileting, feeding, etc., all while we are not provided with adequate PPE. We are in a situation where there is no way to do our job while following guidelines around distancing and safety. As this doesn't cause enough stress and anxiety, we fall under Bill 28 public employees wage freeze and have division amalgamations coming in the background, raising questions about salary, pensions, etc. At what point does all this add up to being just too much? And I will also point out when it comes to daycare, I won't identify who, but uh, someone, I'll just say somebody close to me works at a daycare and the job has, it's a completely different job now. It's changed so much. And from what I understand, it's its virtually impossible to follow the guidelines mm-hmm. and the protocols and the rules that are set out. Um, but uh, large, it, it, everything, they're constantly cleaning as well. So day, daycare workers, yeah, it's a tough job as well. So when we focus on one job, it doesn't mean we're ignoring others. Certainly not the intention ever to do that. Yeah. So thank you for your feedback, though. 204-780-6868. Text us anytime or email brett at cjob.com and mackling at cjob.com. Another conversation we're having on text this morning, the lessons that we took when we were kids, the ones that we liked or the ones that maybe we didn't like so much. And uh, this listener here sort of Going down Transcona memory lane, this was pretty cool because I mentioned I took my swimming lessons at the Kinsman Pool on uh, Kildare. And this listener says, I also remember going to Kinsman Pool for swimming lessons in grade, grade five. It was the best thing getting on the bus at Westview School. That's on Hoka. And heading to Kinsman for lessons as part of gym. I don't think I got to... or. 
Hmm, I don't know if I ever got to do that for school. I also took piano and percussion at Helen Blay Music Studio on Day Street. It was by a laundromat and fruit home. And uh, then after lessons, it was off to Johnny's for a hot chocolate. Gotta love the good old Transcona days. And they went on to say, remember the five-pin bowling alley at Regent Day where the 7-Eleven now is? Oh, boy. I did not remember that. And this listener even sent, Miss Byrne even sent us a picture of that. I had no idea there was a bowling alley there. I lived in Transcona for 28 years, so I guess it was either demolished before I was born or demolished when I was just a little kid. And uh, I mentioned I was I took Taekwondo at Oxford Heights Community Center, and and Miss Byrne said I may have been your teacher, but I don't uh, remember Miss Byrne. I just remember a guy was the sensei, and I've supp- since suppressed most of that time because of my uh, terrible failure. Maybe you can go to Koala Kai. <laughs> next time around. <laughs> Steven says this, and uh, Steven, you're speaking to Jeff Fortier and I. Uh, Jeff, a much more accomplished drummer than I am, but I love to bang on the drums. Uh, Steven says, in the mid-1970s, this is great, I was taking drum lessons, which I loved, but then I heard Neil Peart of Rush <laughs> and sold my drum kit. <laughs> Just gave up. Yep, if I can't be that good, I'm not doing this at all, is Steven's mindset. I'd be curious to know what Steven does now. I bet you he's super successful. Nobody can be that good. Nobody can be that good. And that's the point, right? Dave Grohl always says this about drumming, being in a band. I don't care how good you are. It doesn't matter how good you are. Get in a garage. Just play. Play, play, and play some more. It's all about how it makes you feel inside. And if you end up getting good at it, that's the bonus. Boom. And Fortier, I was hoping you'd weigh in on uh, Neil Peart from Rush because he is renowned, but you are a drummer, so you have a unique insight into that. So when you watch him play or listen to him play, uh, are you marveled by it? Oh, I used to play in a cover band, and uh, they won. I think we were trying to learn uh, Working Man, and I was like, yeah, I I can't do this. (laughs) Like, why am I attempting? (laughs) I can't do Nowhere this. near. <laughs> Can we do some ACDC instead? <laughs> so keep those less, keep those. <laughs> that's, oh, and by the way, if you missed the, the segment we did yesterday at this time with Hal Anderson, go to our audio vault at cjob.com because he found something online. It's the recipe on how to make an ACDC song, and it was hilarious and spot on. And the result was actually surprisingly good. Like what this person would manage to put together in like 30 seconds. Totally accurate. It was great. Hey, Brett, just before we run here, can I close the circle on the teacher's texts and some of the other people, uh, the frontline workers who we need to recognize? And once again, if we're not doing that, not ever the intention. Uh, Here's our listener saying this. I understand is difficult right now for teachers. That being said, I work in personal care homes and staff have been truly putting their lives at risk and working 16-hour shifts in capital letters, often they have been working hard since the beginning. No summer breaks. I have not heard one healthcare worker talking about quitting. In fact, they are returning from retirement, and teachers are often making more money. Thank you for sending that text message. Proud and happy to read it. Before we do anything else, I just want to read this text message uh, from a nurse. This is just incredible. I'm a nurse, and oh, how I hate. The who's working harder during the pandemic competition. I can say that my colleagues and I are working harder and there have been so many changes 
without poo-pooing other professions. I'm so grateful for all that teachers have had to do in the last nine months and am appalled that people think they just relaxed all summer. The anxiety of not knowing what things were going to look like in September loomed over our education system till almost the last minute. And my friends who are teachers were so stressed all summer, regardless of how many hours they put in. We should not discount the mental and emotional stresses teachers and education support workers deal with. And if someone feels that the risks aren't worth it and wants to retire or change careers, I support that decision for their life. Many, many healthcare workers have changed jobs in this pandemic, trying to find what works best for them in all of this and we're luckier than teachers that our jobs give us the freedom to change our jobs sometimes to something very different than before to fit our needs it's not a competition we're all in this together and everyone is going through so much it's not my place to judge anyone else or try to compare any challenges to theirs this kind of thinking is just divisive and altogether useless i would never drop a microphone because I'm too respectful of the technology, but that was a mic drop from our listener at 780-6868. That was incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time to share that thought with us. An important thought indeed. McNabb is back on Monday. So many M's, but in this case, we're looking for the W, the winner of the Santa Lucia Pizza $20 gift card. And that's based on your text messages, 204-780-6868, on the lessons, the activities that we learned as kids, you know, because we learned yesterday, City of Winnipeg is postponing leisure guide, the winter leisure guide activities through January. That got us thinking about swimming lessons and piano lessons. We've got our winner, but we have a number of great runners up as well, Greg. Well, speaking of Maroon 5, do you figure Adam Levine can play the accordion? I bet you he plays every instrument. I wouldn't be surprised if he could play that. Really? I wouldn't at all. One of our listeners sent a text message. I was was trying to segue here. Accordion lessons. Not sure why, but I think my parents received a flyer and thought it was a good idea. I vaguely remember the final recital. As I was getting ready to leave, I decided to... Cut my toe on glass. Ooh. That was in our basement. So I went to my final recital with a bandaged toe. If I picked up an accordion now, don't know if I could play it. Thank you, Sandy, for the honesty. I thought that was going, I didn't read it ahead of time. I thought that was going down a different road where Sandy had cut her toe on purpose so she didn't have to go (laughs) to the final recital. I'm glad that she went. Mark says, how about a one-day soccer career? First day of soccer. I'm five years old. Bunch of kids chasing a ball, kicking each other in the shins. Mom didn't think I needed shin guards. After that episode, I decided I didn't need soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Well played. And uh, Scott echoing, uh, well, actually proving why my regret about not pursuing Cubs and Scouts as one of the things, uh, one of my biggest regrets in life. Scott says one of the best after school learning uh, experiences for me was when my mother put me into Boy Scouts. I came from a broken home and the outdoor lessons were uh, imparable. My lifestyle, incomparable, I think is what he wants to say. My lifestyle, in, as I'm now 45, love the outdoors, and without the Boy Scouts, life would be a lot different. Sorry, Scott, didn't mean to butcher your, your text there. If you're going voice to text, I, I apologize. Here is our winner, and this actually is super close to the experience that I shared 
because when it came to swimming lessons, I was unable to get the green badge. I don't know how they do it now, but when I was a kid, you got different color badges, and I didn't get the green badge. Tried three times and failed three times because I could not master the whip kick. I hate the whip kick. And Jackie says, my son hated the whip kick too. He was about 12 when he was trying to learn it, and he was quite literally almost drowning doing this stupid kick. So he swims over to the side and proceeds to lay into his instructor, ranting how this is the stupidest kick ever, and if someone falls off a boat, do you really think they're going to say to themselves, hmm, I think I'll do the whip kick all the way to shore. Well, I couldn't stop laughing. The instructor was not laughing, and that was his last class. Jackie, I am... (laughs) Not certain, but I'm pretty sure I may too have gotten into it with the instructor with very similar, with a very similar argument. So maybe that's just a a thing with the whip kick. Maybe that's why it's there. It's just to to make people mad. And if you can still do the whip kick and, and control your anger, <laughs> then you deserve to to move on. I couldn't, so I don't swim that much. But Jackie, congratulations. You win the Santa Lucia pizza gift card. Macklegan McGarry McNabb is back on Monday. I don't care how old you are. There's nothing like a gift for your birthday or Christmas. Who doesn't like opening presents? Mm, I still like getting toys. The toys on my list are a little different. Ah, who am I kidding? They're very different than they were 40 years ago, but I love to open a gift. doesn't matter what's inside, I'll be honest. Mark Saltzman is the host of Tech It Out, heard here on 680 CJOB at 4 o'clock Saturday afternoons. Welcome back to the start, Mark. How are you today, sir? I'm, I'm great. Thanks, Brett and Greg. <clears throat> Excuse me. Other than a little frog in my throat, I'm great. Brett and Greg, thanks for having me. <laughs> you bet. Mark, <laughs> let's, uh, let's come right out and ask you, how many of these uh, interviews are you doing across the country over the next couple days? Well, I happen to be on uh, Global uh, Winnipeg this morning chatting about some gadget gift ideas. Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm in a bit of a demand uh, around Cyber Monday. Black Friday is a bit of a question mark this year, given what's going on. But uh, so it might be more like Cyber Friday, shopping online instead of at retail tomorrow. But there are some deals to be had. And let's face it, after the year we just had, uh, I think a lot of us are looking for a bit of a discount on gift buying this year. No question. In fact, I got my first two Christmas items struck off my list uh, for the boys. I won't say what they were because there's a chance they're listening right now. But uh, I got a deal on them and uh, I got an email within about 90 minutes that they were already on their way to my house, which is great. What are some of the things that uh, you're looking at? I know that uh, some of us have put on the COVID-19, 19 pounds. Uh, (laughs) What about uh, some devices uh, to help us uh, shake or, or get rid of some of that? That's a good point. Yeah, instead of the freshman 15, it's more like the COVID-19. <laughs> there it is. Uh, you know, eight months of a sedentary lifestyle. Uh, there is a sale on the Fitbit Sense smartwatch at Best Buy. So it's uh, $70 off. This is a, a very versatile smartwatch that doesn't just calculate your uh, activity, but it also has a sleep detection and will tell you if you woke up, when and for how long, and analyze all that, which you can share with your physician. It also has some uh, other health data, like it has a uh, or tools, rather, uh, including a built-in ECG, or electrocardiogram, which is pretty phenomenal, and 
stress management features like a skin temperature sensor. It's getting pretty crazy. Um, and you can use your voice to interact with the watch instead of your fingertip if you prefer. And it supports both Alexa and Google. Uh, so the Fitbit Sense is down to 359 instead of 429 uh, again, at Best Buy or BestBuy.ca. Another, um, speaking of, uh, I said Google Voice Assistant, they have a new, um, you know those smart speakers, they're on sale for $35, uh, those little uh, Nest uh, Minis. But if you want a Nest Hub, which has a screen along with the speaker, they're on sale too for $69 instead of $99. So these are uh, a little display you may put in your kitchen. And when you ask a question, you're going to hear that uh, female-like, you know, that human-like uh, reply. But you're also going to see content. So yes, you can ask to stream 680 CJOB, uh, but you're also going to see related information on the screen or ask a recipe. You're going to see the, the information or a YouTube video. Say, show me cat videos on YouTube and it'll show it to you. Uh, so I love that that's 30 bucks off too. And just on the subject of those, the, the Google speakers or the Nest, I mean, I, if I can talk to my phone and tell it to do things, why would I need one of those? Well, it's just convenient. It's hands-free, and you put it in a place that you're you're in all the time, and you know your phone may be in another room or in your pocket, so you can just ask to you know play a podcast or ask to show you directions to a, a store, and it'll just pop up. Um, so it's just convenient, you know. And, and the kids can use it for homework as well. They can say, I don't want to say the wake word because your listeners' devices may go off, but you say the the wake word, and then followed by a question about, you know, you can ask a math question or a geography question or history question, and you're going to get a, a very accurate and fast response. Well, that's good. We need all the help we can get uh, with some of our kids doing the remote learning, and uh, yeah. it's nice to have a virtual assistant of some sort. I know I've got my Google Nest hooked up to my outdoor lights, and I can tell it to do uh, Christmas theme uh, in the uh, NHL season. I can say, hey, Hey, and uh, the, the the wake word, right. it's Jets game night. And then I've got blue, red, and silver lights displayed on the front of my house, which is really cool. And that's about as techie as I get, Mark. <laughs> and and I, I really fall down after right. that. But what are some of the other things that kids are, are really after? And I'm, when I say kids, kids of all ages, PS5 is a big deal, right? Oh, that is the hottest ticket this year, if you can even get your hands on one. Every seven or eight years, as you know, we have the new generation of console wars. And uh, PS5 uh, came out a few weeks ago, and it's, it's hard to find. If you are shopping for someone that did score a PS5 or you're planning on picking one up, there are some accessories on sale uh, and some services that are tied to PS5. Like One of them would be the uh, DualSense wireless controller, because you only get one with the PS5. So if you want your, you know, your kids, plural, to play, uh, or uh, you know, some friends who are over and in your bubble, then you would want to pick up a second remote. And I love that they've added a microphone now built into that controller, so you don't need to buy a separate uh, headset microphone if you want to chat over the Internet with your buddies. Like my son was playing last night, uh, Call of Duty, and you can actually talk through the controller. Uh, so that's, uh, and then the, on the services side, the PlayStation Plus subscription will be discounted this weekend. That's what, what you need to buy in order to play online. And you also get two free games a month and discounts on other games. It's usually $69 for the year, but they've, uh, some retailers are selling it for less or they're adding more months to it. So instead of 12, you may get more. So take a look at some PlayStation Plus subscription sales this weekend. You know, it's funny, Mark, when I think about when I played video games on the Nintendo Entertainment System, my, my dad would come into the room or my mom would come into the room and watch me. I remember specifically playing Ninja Gaiden 2, and they, nice. they said, I don't, 
I don't know how how you can keep up with this stuff. <laughs> and now I'm officially my parents in that respect because the way video game uh, video games and the systems have changed, uh, they these things are such powerful machines now. They are, yeah. The graphics on the PS5 uh, are phenomenal, supporting up to 8K resolution. So a lot of folks in the Winnipeg area have a 4K TV, and, and a very few have an 8K TV, which has four times the dots or pixels of a 4K TV. So all, in, in plain English, it's all so realistic now. I was playing the um, new Spider-Man game on PS5 called uh, Miles Morales, and it is like you're watching a Saturday morning cartoon, uh, you know, and then some other games um, like Call of Duty where they've rendered like Ronald Reagan and all that. It's, it's at, you'll do a double take. You'll think it's video footage. Um, so, yeah, on the visual side, on the, on the audio side, as well as the connectivity with your, with your friends, uh, whether they're beside you or over the Internet. It's amazing. Hey, Mark, you know, you mentioned that 4K technology and now the 8K, but when the NBA was playing in the bubble and they had uh, some of those really low-level cameras and they had remote cameras that would move down the floor with the players, it's fascinating in my mind that that video production looked like a video game to me and now NBA 2K1 or whatever they're calling yeah. it looks like a television production to me. They've sort of gotten to the point where, where the two intersect and they're almost discernible. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. NBA 2K21 is out for uh, PS5 as well, and it, it does look super photorealistic. There's this mode, it's like a story mode uh, called The City. It used to be called The Neighborhood, but now they can have so much more data in these games that it's much bigger. It's kind of like Grand Theft Auto, where you can you know hop on a skateboard and go around a fully rendered 3D city and take on sort of basketball games and interact with characters and you know get some merchandise and all that. And um, it, it's, it's amazing amazing that it looks like a real NBA player that, you know, in this game. And you're creating that person as well. Oh, that's right. Of course, you can be yourself, yeah. <laughs> which is or great. You be your favorite, you know, NBA star. Oh, that's not as fun. But I, <laughs> yes, I, yes, that, that is uh, absolutely amazing what they've done, Brett. And now another thing, too, you, that you've highlighted here is tapping into what so many people have become, uh, I don't want to say obsessed because that has a negative sound to it, but really fascinated by learning more about their own lineage. Yeah, uh, on sale this weekend are those uh, Ancestry DNA kits. Instead of one twenty nine, they're down to sixty nine dollars as of tomorrow. So th- these are yeah, th- you provide a small saliva sample and you get back this ethnicity estimate uh, covering over a thousand regions from around the world. So you, essentially, you're looking at an interactive map on your phone or your tablet or your PC, and you can uh, click and, and see migration patterns of your family and you know where you're from. You can see relatives. Um, I was contacted by a third cousin from New York that my mom like her jaw dropped dropped when she heard uh who reached out to me and and uh, after all these years and it's all science right there's 18 million people in their database so it's really accurate uh, and i think it's a more sentimental or meaningful gift if you will because uh you know it's for those hard to buy for people right so again instead of 129 the ancestry dna kit is 69 dollars uh, as of tomorrow today it's 89 so I'd wait one more day. Okay. The, the inside scoop from Mark Saltzman. <laughs> Check it out. Heard right here on 680 CJOB Saturday afternoons at 4. Before we let you go, you also ha- had on your list here the Microsoft Surface. Now, I confess to being an Apple snob, but so sell me a little bit on the Microsoft uh, Surface Laptop Go. 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, Microsoft took a page from Apple and decided to create their own computers. So not just licensing Windows out to other PC makers, they also have brought this in-house. And they've done a really good job. But you're going to pay about half the cost for this one, the Surface Laptop Go, than you would a, you know, a MacBook Pro. So, and, and with amazing quality. So this is a 12.4-inch touchscreen laptop, something Macs don't do yet, no offense. Uh, they, they, I guess, I don't know if they don't, they don't want to cannibalize their iPad business or something, but I don't know why they don't add touch, because I love it. So this Surface Laptop Go, which is, starts at $759, uh, has that touchscreen, a huge keyboard and, and comfortable trackpad, an HD web camera for video calling with your family who may not be there physically with you over the holidays, and a battery that tops 13 hours. So it's 759 on sale, and I think it's a great product. Mark Saltzman, host of Tech It Out right here on 680 CJOB. Thank you so much, as always. Always a real treat to talk to you, bud. Likewise. Thanks so much, Brett and Greg. Happy and healthy holidays to you. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global. And on Instagram, at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.